While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where our bodies are a-changing. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And boy, do we have an episode for you guys. <laughs> it was, in fact, an episode. It's the, like yeah. many... Like many an episode of Fuller House, it ended and I went, wow, nothing happened. And then, but also <laughs> everything happened. Oh, yeah. This was a crazy, it's, it's a crazy episode. And yet at the end, I was like, huh, nothing really happened today, did it? I feel like this one's going to be hard to talk about. Uh... It's okay. But no, 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 just revisiting it. There is so much in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like most episodes of Fuller House, there's simultaneously so much to talk about and also nothing to talk about. That's and... the weird thing about this show. It's a bizarro show from a fake world where things are backwards. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing to talk about, and it mm-hmm. is Derek. There's a lot of Derek in this episode of Derek. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's only one Derek, but he is the true Derek. He is the true the Derek. The true Derek, yeah. Listen, if I want to I want to ask a question to our viewers, specifically our viewers named Derek. How does it feel now to know that you are no longer the one true Derek? There is a one true Derek and it is not you, but we'll get to that we, later. We'll, we'll explain what we're talking about with Derek. We we might be fixating on it. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we just start from the beginning of the episode and work our way well, over to Well, at the Derek. beginning we have, other than Derek, another fantastic guest, our good friend, Bobby Popko. Bobby Popko, uh, he's back. Robert Popko. Our good friend, Fedora Warren, Hickey Dealin, Robert Popko. That's right. He was kind of great this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is maybe the best Popko has ever been. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he did, in fact, tip a fedora to his lady, which, uh, wow. <laughs> That's what we've been building to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he comes right out. He has already given Ramona a hickey. <laughs> the audience has a strong reaction. Ooh. I just, I made a specific note because, ooh. I mean, here's the normal thing. We get the normal, like, crowd goes, ooh. But I remember distinctly at the end of that hearing like one voice specifically go like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, like someone saw that and was just like, damn, this episode's getting like crazy. Like that one dude was just physically in pain. Yeah. <gasps> just remembering every time. I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine Robert Pop going Ramona in a, in a hickey giving situation. Yeah, I'd rather not do that. But this show is making us, this show is very weird and it makes us do strange things. This yes. Fuller House makes us confront harsh realities. Harsh realities. <laughs> the harsh realities of Popko giving hickeys and the harsh realities of parents and really just anyone else realizing that you have a hickey. And also, and also, also systemic racism. Yes. <laughs> Think yes. about it. Fernando yeah. wants to get into the house. DJ's keeping him out. It's immigration. Oh, shit. Oh my God. This is our very special episode about immigration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. 
Yeah, no, there's there's the episode later in the season where Mr. Woodchuck gets pulled over for no reason and the cops like really angry at Mr. Woodchuck for because he's a woodchuck. <gasps> People never talk about there's it. There's also the whole episode that's about Israel and Palestine. Right. Yes. Right. Like very it's subtle. It's subtle. It's very <laughs> it's, yeah. subtle, but it is about Israel and Palestine. Yeah. yeah. But we're but we'll talk about those episodes <laughs> when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Those very real episodes. <laughs> Those very real, totally accurate episodes of Fuller House. Honestly, like the way this show is, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I mean, guys, guys, can yeah. I just stop us for a second and say, I think we're doing well. I think this is going great. This is, oh, yeah. This well, awesome. yeah. Good episode. Good episode. <laughs> yeah. So Ramona's got this hickey from Bobby Popko and she's like, what am I going to do now if my mom sees that I've got a hickey? She's going to be mad at me. Which, can I just ask you, if you were in her situation, what would we do? This is just to contrast the absolutely crazy scheme she comes up with. Uh, I would put, like, a bandage on You're talking about the short-term fix? I'm talking about the short-term fix. Yeah, I don't think that's... Too crazy. It's like you're you're trying to think of something in the last minute. Yeah, no. I, so like, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking you. What would, oh, if you have long hair. Okay, I was gonna ask what your preferred methods would be, but yeah, to explain, she ties I mean, her I hair, don't have long hair so. around her chin. I'm saying if you were in her circumstances. Okay. Well, if I if I was in her circumstances, like as me or as Ramona, because I do not have hair that's long enough to make a beard out of. Although, if it was me, I'd just grow a beard on the spot. If you were Ramona, what would you do? Honestly, probably something similar to what she actually did. Honestly, yeah. It's like a good short-term fix to just, like, use the hair to cover it up. Yeah. Well, no, here's why I don't think it's a good short-term fix. Because she, if we haven't explicitly said it, because this episode is kind of making us crazy. <laughs> Ramona ties her hair together at the ends around her chin, fashioning a sort of hair beard. I guess all beards are made of it's hair, like a, but I mean it's one like a, literally made. It's a chin tail. It's a ponytail. It's a chin tail. Chin. Yeah. 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 Here's why I don't think that's a good short term fix, because anyone except for Kimmy Gibbler, who walks into that room, would say, hey, Ramona, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, like, just if Kimmy's entering the room, here's what I might do. Say, oh, sorry, mom, I have to go to the bathroom and then leave. That's, yeah, that's a thing you can do. Yeah. It works. Her, her strategy works. I just, it only works because it's Kimmy Gibbler and Kimmy Gibbler <laughs> has issues. <laughs> yeah. Kimmy Gibbler is going through a lot this episode. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to fault our good girl, Ramona. I don't mean to say that she had limited time. She had limited resources, mm -hmm. but also we're, I'm kind of proven right because Kimmy comes in, takes a long time tying her hair up the exact same way. Oh yeah. Like well, too much time. Ramona tells her like, oh, mm -hmm. it's the new like hair fad, the hair beard. Yeah, which Kimmy believes. He's like, ah. Oh, it's a new fad. I'm going to be one of the cool kids. So she she does it herself. Yeah, and Popko says Ramona looks hot with a beard. Yes. I mean, revealing damn, some very right? specific fetishes. Yeah. He also says that Kimmy also looks hot with a beard, yep. and I think he says something along the lines of like, "Oh, I can't tell who's hotter," which like a weird thing to say to your girlfriend and her mom. Weird yeah. thing to say to your girlfriend and your mom, and does Popko just have a thing for beards? 
I mean, there's someone for everyone. If that's his kink, I won't shame. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I think this uh, is just Popko's way of like letting out his repressed bisexuality. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he hasn't confronted it yet. He hasn't yeah. he hasn't come out. And we shouldn't be outing him. That's right. That would be mean to do that. And it's it's only a theory. We're only speaking in um we can't say for sure. That's just a theory. A fuller house a theory. A fuller house theory. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Okay, that's that's it for the podcast. We done, guys. We done. I'm sorry. Like we done. No more episodes, by the way, as well. It was over. That killed it. I'm sorry if I had known that Matt. Matt Pat's like one of the only impressions I can do. But even then, it's specifically Matt Pat ending a game theory episode. Well, it's, it's it's speaking with a lot of energy and confidence. Yeah. It's <laughs> just a theory. <laughs> A game theory. <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> now let's move on to another story. <laughs> I was just going to say my 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 Fuller House theory that this would only work on Kimmy Gibbler is kind of proven right because Steph walks in. Oh, yeah. Kimmy leaves. Steph walks in and immediately says, oh, hi, Hickey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Clocks yep. it immediately. Because, you know, Steph's the cool aunt. And to the self-proclaimed queen of hiding hickeys. Yeah. So I just need to ask, how many times has she done the chin tail to Danny Tanner? Mm. <laughs> has mm. Danny Tanny been fooled by the chin tail more than once? <laughs> I mean, Danny Tanner is the kind of guy who gets upset about the couch until he gets a jacket made out of... I just need to bring up the jacket made out of couch again, because that episode lives in my head yeah. rent-free. Yeah, you know what? Never forget. Never forget. Never forget the time that the Danny Tanner got mad that they replaced the couch, so they got the old couch and made him a jacket out of couch. I I, I love that's good sitting. I love the implication that yes, this ploy works on Kimmy, but also if our good dad Danny Tanny showed up and Ramona had the chin tail, he would also be like, "Oh, I haven't seen that fashion since the '90s." Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> when my you're teenage right. daughter was entering the dating scene. Oh god. <laughs> and then Stephanie leaves for the bathroom. Well, Ramona asks Steph to keep it a secret, even though Steph thinks she should tell Kimmy. Yep. And also, let's acknowledge Stephanie's greatest invention, the the nettini. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a real shame that never caught she on. She describes a um one of her hickey hiding methods, which is a turtleneck bikini. Anyway, we then we then move on to the next scene where we meet Jay Money's bad friends. Oh, there yes. I, I missed them so much and didn't realize. But only when Rocky is around to, to yeah. comment on their bullshit. Right, his, his bad friends and Rocky. Yeah, his bad friends and also Rocky, who exist to pretty much just say anything the audience is thinking. Yep. Which is why we love Rocky. <laughs> but uh, I, look, let's just go through his friends one by one. First of all, we got uh, this kid who has seen every movie ever made. He's just Abed from Community, but worse. Oh, he's worse so bad. Abed. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's just yeah. bad Abed. He's the worst kind of nerd, like from Ready Player One. <laughs> Ready Player One. You mean the book by Ernest Cline? Yeah, yeah. I've read it. <laughs> That's my impression of Wade from Ready Player One. 
Oh my god. Do you think I skipped out on Ready Player One? I read that book and its sequel and saw the movie. And let's not forget about the card game based on the book that may exist. <laughs> Ready Player One? I know every word. <laughs> <laughs> I know every word of Ready Player One. No, I have not felt the touch of a woman in several years. <laughs> I like this episode has brought me from oh no to oh no. <laughs> we have run the gamut. It's, it's all about the intonation of the oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I it's Jay Money introduces him to DJ. He says, "You had me at hello, Jerry Maguire." Yeah, uh, because it's 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 very cause, good. Because hello, good. Uh, yeah, every word in the human language. In the English language, the human language, Jesus Christ. In the English language has been in a movie, so we have to reference the movie that it appeared th- <laughs> it appeared in. <sighs> I just want to see, like, a scene where they're all hanging out, and then all of a sudden, Bad Abed's just like, according to all known laws of aviation, there is no way that a bee <laughs> should be able to fly. But there's perhaps the most frustrating, baffling, and significant of J Money's bad friends Mankowski oh, oh boy, boy. whose defining character trait there's another character trait that we will talk about that I want to spend some time on later but his defining character trait is that he's super horny for DJ yep yes his first line is wow she's like the hot mom in the tuna commercials because Candace Cameron Bure was in Starkist commercials uh <laughs> Uh, he's, it's just, he's very forward. Yeah, that's what, that's, I feel like that's the nicest way of putting it. His main strategy for flirting is walking up to her and saying, I want to fuck you. (laughs) That's it. There's no, no subtlety. (laughs) It's, it's, it's like the classic Beatles song. I want to fuck your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I want to fuck your mom. That was musical bits. And then, and then there's also the third friend who does, who's just kind of there. Yeah. What was his name? Oh, he had the best name know. of them. Oh wait, oh his name was like Nugs or something like that. Oh Nugs, I think it, was, it Nugs. was Nugs. Yeah. Nugs. I, it's a shame they didn't give the name Nugs to a more interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't Mankowski called Nugs? I can't remember any of his character traits. Yeah, like Mankowski could have been called Nugs, and he's like, "Oh, that's our little Nugs trying to fuck DJ." <laughs> there he goes. There, there he goes trying to fuck DJ. <laughs> there look, he goes, our little Nugs. Oh, oh, trying to fuck that milf oh, again. God. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I've said oh, oh no too many times. Is this episode bad? Do I not like this episode? <laughs> no, no. This episode and Fuller House in general is a modern masterpiece. Please, please help me. <laughs> I, I feel like that we're reaching the point in the podcast where this just kind of becomes a cry for help. Oh, no. Uh, if you go back into previous episodes, it's coded in there. Like, the, fi- yeah. the fifth letter of the fifth word of every podcast reads, please help us. We are so sad. <laughs> Someone is making us do this, but we can't say it. That was a joke. There isn't actually anyone making us do this, right, guys? Right. Juan Pablo de Pache totally yeah. isn't sitting in the corner of my room pointing a gun at me. <laughs> Ooh. 
We're getting some lore. <laughs> yes, we would. If we were to be held hostage right now, we wouldn't be blinking three times. Get it's an audio format, so you can't even tell. Uh, oh no, our plan was foiled. <laughs> that was that was one of those famous bits that is completely visual, and we realize after doing it that this is an audio format. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, well, building up that, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I want to do like a thing where it's like blink three times if you're in danger, and I was like, wait, no, that's stupid. They can't see me when I'm recording the podcast. As you were doing it, I thought, should I tell them? <laughs> No, I I knew completely, and I was like, I was trying to like build it. I, well, this is the part of the podcast where I explain the joke I just did. Uh. So uh, Tyler has told us stick to the script, and then sent the gun emoji to me. So I think yeah, we was... should uh, honor the words of one Pablo de Pache and just continue. Please come on our podcast. Juan I was Pablo. gonna say I think Tyler's the one holding us hostage. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that was all a joke. Juan Pablo de Pache isn't holding a gun to our heads and telling us to stick to the script. That's ty- what Tyler's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I all of my notes here are about his bad friends. Nothing much happens in that scene other than meeting them. And also Rocky's there. I don't know why. She doesn't seem part of this friend group. I, th- I think yeah. it's a study group or something. It is. That explains bad Abed. Yeah, she's the only one studying. And I th- most of the time she's sitting yeah. away from them doing something else. Like, she's standing it's at the true. kitchen counter, like, I guess, making a sandwich. Studying? <laughs> Studying. <laughs> but next we get to maybe my favorite plot of the episode, oh, which is yes. the doorbell rings. DJ answers it. Bright white light comes flooding in. Genuinely, it's lit in a very specific way where there's a lot of light on DJ. And who is emanating this light? But our favorite boy, Fernando. Fernando is Also, bad. I know this didn't happen, but I'd also like to imagine, like, as the door opens and the light comes in, there's also an angelic choir playing in the background as Fernando is revealed to be the person yeah. behind the door. It just didn't make it into the final mix. Yeah. Yeah. They thought it would be a little bit too obvious and not, like, they wanted to make it very subtle. Of yes, course. The Jesus imagery. And Fernando, of course, introduces himself as the new neighbor. And says, I used to live in this house. Would you mind if I stepped in and took a look around? <laughs> and does DJ even let him in or does he just go in as she's saying, you moved out three I'm days sure ago, Fernando? Oh, he just goes in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, yeah, I think he just there goes in. There are no in. honoring DJ's wishes. Who gives a fuck about DJ's boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just barges in. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Max walks in and says, and I quote, oh no. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the show is acknowledging this rivalry between Fernando and this small child. We thought we were picking up on subtext, but it's text. I mean, everybody yeah, it's, hates it's Fernando, but it seems like Max hates Fernando most of all. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then it just gets to the point where uh, Fernando is like going through saying like, oh, this is the couch I used to sit on and the stairs I used to go up. And DJ's like, hey, Fernando, I've got a good idea for you to remember. Remember the time when you moved out? It's not what she said. It was more so like, remember the time when you yeah. sat on the front porch? She she gets him to leave and locks the door behind him, meaning it is not always open. <laughs> That's they lied true. to us. It's not always false open. That's the show's one catchphrase. And it's false. It's just, I can't believe they would do that to us. How rude. 
I saw that reference. You got it, dude. You got it? You got what I was doing? You, you got, got it, dude. Hey. Guys, 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 enough with the references. Enough with the catchphrases, all right? Cut it out. <laughs> oh, my Lanza, Zach. Zach, don't be so harsh. Have mercy. Oh, God. <laughs> there are so many catchphrases. Does J Money have a catchphrase besides the nickname J Money? J Money does not have a catchphrase. He doesn't have a catchphrase. And then he stopped saying J Money after season one. That's more so our thing, I think. He said it this season. He said it this season. Yeah. Did he? The Did first he ep- like, like the first episode, right? Yeah, he said, the ladies call me J Money. Yeah, he introduced oh, himself as yeah. J Money to Rocky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I remember now. Oh. Which is perhaps the basis of their relationship. Yeah. And the yes. reason why it's so strong. Their roles are defined from the beginning. <laughs> there is never any doubt as to who is who in that relationship. Yes. Yeah. All right. So they, they kick out Fernando and then it, uh, Mark, you have notes. <laughs> I, I do have notes. This is what I mean. We have described so much crazy shit in this episode, but nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was just like, yeah. uh, Mark, you know what's next. Yeah, yeah. If I say something, I'm going to skip the, ahead. It's uh, the makeup scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Steph, yes. Steph is applying makeup to Ramona's neck to cover up the hickey. Yeah. Um, Kimmy walks in sporting a bow on her uh, chin tail. It's just... When we're not talking about it in the context of describing what it is, chin tail is just such a gross term. Yeah, it yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds like the, yeah. the rogue hairs on a beard after you after you shave. Okay, I was imagining like a literal tail on a chin and it was uh, yeah, freaking me out. As well. No, Harrison, you're just weird. Harrison, yeah. <laughs> you're weird imagining something that's physically possible instead of something that's yeah, the fuck, instead man. of something that's upsetting and gross. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I'm sorry guys I've learned the error of my ways I'll, I'll return to imagining ch- chin tails the proper way good so anyway good. Good. that's what we like we to hear makeup being applied on uh, Ramona's neck Kimmy shows up she's, she's a little confused as to why Ramona would ditch her really cool new hairstyle that they both have um, but Ramona explains that she's she can't spend time with Kimmy because she's going to play laser tag with Popko. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy is like, Ramona, laser tag is our thing. Which Ramona and Ramona says, you say that about everything. Um, because Kimmy is. That's Kimmy's thing. Too controlling and maybe a, not controlling, but a little codependent. Well, Kimmy's thing is that she says that everything is her and Ramona's thing. I, yeah. I know. That's what the show says. I'm saying Kimmy's real thing is codependency. I mean, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, like, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Yeah, but they have all the mom and daughter activities, like sword fighting while bungee jumping. And um, that's their <laughs> thing. And um, I thought that's the first thing you came up with. Everything is their thing. So example yeah. number one, like I, 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 I know, I know we just got on your ass for like, <laughs> you're, you're too, you're too literal about things, but like, we, there's a line. Yeah, you, you, you overcorrected Harrison. How dare you? Just like, okay, how, okay. There. How dare you give me contradictory like, advice? They're saying I'm not being imaginative enough. Let's think of some activities. 
Number one, <laughs> sword fighting while bungee jumping. Okay, we came out swinging. Number two, Scrabble. Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, who plays Scrabble? Who the fuck does that? Number three, macrame. Number four, tax fraud. Yeah, teaming up to do that tax fraud, mom and dog. And. Uh, and as I often say, tax fraud means it's time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the next scene is uh, the audience goes, ah, because a baby does a thing. That's yes, right. a baby does a thing. In this case, it's like that little roller coaster toy. Yeah, she DJ you pushes, he's on a little cart and there are some ups and downs and DJ pushes him along. I love that thing. I had that as a kid. I did too. Yeah, that's why I was saying like, oh, you know, everyone. I didn't those. have that thing, but I definitely remember walking by it in your house, Harrison. <laughs> yeah, I had that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know I definitely had that as well. And then in the background, we see a certain who should, someone who pop up? start who, peering over the fence. Who, who is that peering over the fence? But little old Fernando. Yeah. And what you argued is not a home improvement reference. Tyler and I de debated because I was about to make a home improvement joke. And then Tyler said, oh, they're doing a home improvement reference. And I said, it's not in my mind. I don't think it's a home improvement reference for uh, two reasons. Mm -hmm. One is he doesn't stay just eyes above the fence, which is the trademark from home improvement. You never see him. You never see his chin or anything. Yeah. And two, I feel like knowing this show, if it was a home improvement reference, one of the characters would say, oh, like home improvement. <laughs> and then another character would say, I always preferred that other 90s family sitcom. And then they all stare into the camera for five minutes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with this show. Maybe it's not a real show, but when they were staring into the camera, they just like absorbed our souls and hypnotized us. Yeah. And we <laughs> think we've been watching a show all this time, but really we're just staring at a blank screen. Oh no. <laughs> that's my short horror story. It's a plot by the Olsen twins. <laughs> the Olsen twins were the ones who were lucky enough to escape. Yeah. Or they engineered it all. They created that one joke. So that they could fabricate the existence of Fuller House. Yeah. They feed off of our suffering. <laughs> and uh, Fernando is just like, Fernando's just like, hey, neighbor, do you want to hang out? My, my, one of my favorite thing of this exchange is he walks in, he opens a gate in the fence and walks in and DJ says, when did you put a gate into the fence? And he says, when it was night and no one could stop me. <laughs> <laughs> This calls for a restraining order. Let's be real. That's creepy. And then he just runs into the house and starts hiding. <laughs> yep. And it, it becomes a real, like, children's show-esque, where's Fernando? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of points in the episode net from this point on where I said, I think I said this, like, during when we were watching it, where I was like, it just turns into an episode of yeah. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, DJ will say, hey, guys, have you seen Fernando? And Fernando just appears right behind her. <laughs> And it's like, you know, this is, and there's silence. So the kids can scream, he's right behind you. Guys, can you spot Fernando? Is he there? 
Is he there? Good. <laughs> I never I never liked that. I watched Dora the Explorer when I was little, but I never liked that because I never responded. Oh, me So neither. it was always weird watching Dora just freeze and then eventually go, good. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You got it. <laughs> like that. Is it the blue one? <laughs> good. <laughs> We need to go to the bridge. Can you find the bridge? There's the bridge! I see it. The bridge is behind you, Dora. Very good. <laughs> she she listened me. to me. She listened. She finally listened. I, I was waiting. I was waiting for a long pause, and then you guys just kept going. <laughs> so I was like, I need to just find a new way to just, I'm just going to interrupt yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah. So that's our spinoff for this episode, right? We're pitching. Yes. We're pitching Fernando the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. Dora, no, Dora the Explorer, where DJ is Dora, Tommy is Boots, and Fernando is Swiper. Or maybe it's an original children's show called, like, Where's Fernando? Or Where's the Sexy Latin Man? (laughs) (laughs) See, when you said Where's Fernando, I imagined just like a spinoff of Where's Waldo, but with Fernando. But Fernando's really easy to find because he's really yes. boisterous and makes a lot of noise. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like like there's a tape in the book and it's like you, you flip the page and it's like, oh, am I here? You're never going to find me. There's like a Where's Waldo thing, right? And it's just like a big little like park square or something like that. And in the very middle of the page, there's a spotlight on Fernando doing like a big pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like, where's Fernando? I wonder where he could be. He's just, I, your eye goes to him immediately. Yes. It just, it just does. But uh, meanwhile, DJ's chasing Fernando upstairs to where uh, Jay Money and his friends are hanging out well, there, and uh, studying. There's one little scene that makes no real difference in anything. Mm-hmm. That I do want to mention before we come back to Jay Money and his friends studying, because Kimmy is helping Steve sample wedding cakes. He's yeah. Steve is yes. there trying wedding cakes. Right. Why isn't CJ there? It's it's yeah, weird. Why, why isn't CJ there? And also, Kimmy is trying to rush Steve through the process of making cake, which, as we all know, don't rush Steve when he's trying food. Steve, I know, I know, I know. CJ is OTP, but um, Steve and food is OTP, really. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Kimmy really wants to rush through this so that she can go surprise Ramona at Laser Jack because yes. it's their thing. I also, it's just like, shouldn't I feel like this is more than once we've had Steve making all the decisions in regard to his and CJ's wedding. And it's like, shouldn't CJ be a part of these decisions? Yeah. Guys, I don't know if this marriage is going to go off without a hitch. Yeah. Steve is pulling all the weight. Oh, well, why don't you just wait and see, Mark? That's what we call in the biz foreshadowing. Ooh, Ooh. that's a nice, big, fancy word. The business is insurance. (laughs) But yeah, she eventually calls up Stephanie. She's like, Steph, uh, I gotta go. You go finish trying cakes with Steve and get his fucking money. Yeah. Those aren't her literal words, but th- that is the subtext. Yes. Yeah. Steph, why don't you get his money? 
later on in the episode behind the scenes, uh, Timmy comes back for Steve's money and he doesn't have it, so she breaks his legs. Yeah, like it's a true. mob boss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now both Steve and Steph are gonna be on crutches for the rest <laughs> of the season. Row. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic? Like Steph broke her leg in the show because um Jody Sweeten broke her leg in, in real life. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hilarious if an actor broke their leg and so in the show they had like a mob boss break the character's legs? Oh Jesus. <laughs> and I mean I mean like Fuller House. Yeah. I don't mean like a gritty mob show. I mean no, what if Candace Cameron Bure broke her legs and so <laughs> someone bashed her kneecaps? I just imagine you have like Matt walking down the street and then all of a sudden he gets jumped. Yep. This is a very special episode about mob violence and why you don't do business with loan sharks. <laughs> yep. To support your pet care business. But uh, yeah, then we go to DJ hanging out with J Money and his new friends. Actually, no, Max comes in first. Yeah, yeah well, first they're studying and, and J Money asks the very obscure question, okay, who's Abe Lincoln? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, They're studying. So it's not like, Jay, it's it's rhetorical on J Money's part. But Mankowski answers, isn't he the guy who invented that job website? Uh, yeah, because you know, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. I was trying to remain completely still for two reasons. One, to make you think I had frozen on our video chat. But two, <laughs> that joke drained so much energy out of me. Yeah. They're 14 yeah. years old. What have they been doing with their lives? Have they never seen a penny? Have they never been outside? <laughs> no. And then, uh, you know, Max comes in and he's like, hey... Fuck I think he's uh I think Nugs is sitting on the unicorn. That's yep. like the one important thing he does all episode. Yep. He's like, hey, you're sitting on my unicorn. Get off my fucking unicorn. Get off my fucking unicorn. <laughs> Fuck. And then he like throws Again, plates not his the actual wall. words, but the subject. Yeah, he yeah. throws plates against the wall, he bashes Nugs kneecaps in. Fun <laughs> fact, the actor had actually broken his legs. And so they had Max bash hey, guys, his guys, 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 this begs the question. If you could add one F-bomb into Fuller House, where would it be? Mine would have been right there. The door's always fucking open. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, hey, Jackson, I want to fuck your mom. <laughs> but Max takes his unicorn and then he sees they're getting too cuddly with his dog, so he takes Cosmo. And then they reveal their fantastic joke that they they renamed Cosmo Derek. Cosmo is the Derek we were talking about. Yeah, Cosmo is the one true Derek. Yeah. Cosmo is the one true Derek. They reprogrammed this poor dog's brain to think its name was Derek. I It's really weird. It's, and well, like what? What just what a weird thing to do. But it gets weirder. It does get weirder. Yeah. Because they explain Mankowski can talk to dogs, and he yeah. goes, but not, but not cats. And then someone's like Max sarcastically says something, and Mankowski's like, no, it's a real issue. I have two cats at home, and I never know what they're thinking. Just, just what the fuck. Yeah, no, this this kid, this fucking kid. It's so weird. Literally, multiple things. We know, like, magic and stuff exists in the Full House <laughs> universe yeah. because of the yeah. episode where Santa Claus is real 
and the other episode where a cartoon comes to life and talks to Joey. But also, yeah, Mankowski has the mutant ability to talk to dogs. Also, (laughs) what this means, if Mankowski can talk to dogs and Cosmo told him that his real name is Derek and they named him Derek and now Cosmo won't respond to Cosmo but will respond to Derek, that means that Cosmo's real name is Derek. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's it's not like a reprogramming right. thing. Cosmo's real name is Derek. Yeah. Wait a minute, Mark. Mark, if Mankowski can talk to dogs and Cosmo's real name is Derek, then He's who's driving, driving the bus? The bus? <laughs> I just, I know it's we've done that joke to bit. each other a couple of times. I don't know if we've done uh, it at the podcast, so I wanted to it's give... It's my favorite I bit. I love it so much. <laughs> it's such a good bit. If you're here and I'm here, then who's driving the bus? who's driving the bus? The bus? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to a bunch of children going, ah! <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if they're just like screaming, but also not. They're like, ah, exactly. Well, this it's is so scary. Well, it's that shot from What Hot American Summer when they're like, the kids are trapped on the rapids, <laughs> and it's like a static shot, but the kids are going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it lasts a second. But. But anyway, DJ comes in, she's happy, Jay Money has friends, but becomes a little concerned when we find our next big revelation, which is maybe as surprising as the fact that Mankowski can talk to dogs, which is that of his friend group, Jay Money is the smart one. Uh, Yeah, that was, that was uh, a revelation. Like, I think... Jay Money had a big dub today. Why don't you stay away from our guy? We call him the professor, and then... They did like this thing where they just keep saying that their nickname for J Money is the Professor. And then Mark went, I believe, and I quote, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Mark. Oh god, J Money is the smart one. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah. those were my words. That's just oh no. It's uh J Money I, needs to surround himself with better people. <laughs> J Money, you deserve one. better. <laughs> I we know we know it's nice being the smart one, but also if you're the smart one, you might want to get out of that group. <laughs> I also do want to say they name themselves the six pack, despite the fact that there are only four of them. There are four of them, but they name themselves the six pack so they can do a weird handshake where they pretend to drink. Um, I think the captions I think specify soda. But, but come on, yeah, really? Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Soda? Yeah. Like, okay. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. But yeah, Jay Money is the smart one. Um, And then the scene... <laughs> oh, we shouldn't mention, when DJ comes in, she says, like, I'm looking for Fernando. Has anybody seen him? And then Fernando runs in, runs behind her, stops short for a second, and runs off. <laughs> yes. That's, again, like the Dora the Explorer bit. Yep. It's the best thing in this episode. It was so good. Yeah. And nobody sees him. They just they just watch him and outside the door, they just run. And the scene ends very creepily with Mankowski telling DJ, I'll be 18 in four years. Wait for me. <sighs> yeah, like, it gets the part, they all, DJ offers, he, she says, hey, why don't you guys order a pizza? It's on me. And they all leave. And Mankowski's the last one to go. And as a joke, I was like, hey, by the way, I'm single. And then what he said was worse than it's, what I suggested. So, much, so worse. much worse. 
so much worse. <sighs> but when it's true love, it's true love. And DJ and Max are commiserating about how terrible J Money's friends are. And DJ says, well, what are the odds they'll be his friends for life? And Rocky just walks up and says two words, Kimmy Gibbler, yeah. <laughs> which which implies which implies that in about 20 years, we're going to get a reboot where J Money has to raise three girls with the help of Mankowski. Oh, you're right. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be J Money, Mankowski and Max. Yeah, I was going to say Max is the third one. DJ will divorce uh. Steve uh, midway through the show to and then hook up with Mankowski. He'll finally get what he always wanted. <laughs> it's like a whole it's like a whole thing where where Jay Money's just like, Mankowski, why why are you hooking up with my mom? I, I don't know why I gave him Jerry Seinfeld's voice, why but it sounded it, it sounded appropriate at that point to give Jay Money a Jerry Seinfeld voice. I know it wasn't a very good Jerry Seinfeld voice. No, no, but... no Zach, that was a spot on Jay Money impression. Oh. <laughs> What's the deal with What's the deal with Mankowski fucking my mom? Ah! <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> anyway, we then cut over to the laser tag arena rink place. So. Yeah, sure. It's a laser tag. Stadium, laser tagatorium. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where Kimmy's just straight up murdering kids. Yeah. And she cheated. She's not wearing her She's vest. cheating. She's doing flippy shit. Yeah. Somebody, a kid says, you're not wearing a vest. And she says, yes, no one can kill me. Kimmy, you are cheating at laser tag. <laughs> These are children. Just give them this. Have you no shame, Kimmy? I mean, basically, I think the way that this scene goes, that Kimmy enters the laser tag arena John Wick style, like, where the fuck is my daughter? <laughs> Just starts killing everybody who isn't Ramona yeah. until she finds Ramona. She does get to Ramona, but wouldn't you know it, the UV lights or the black lights from the laser tag place. Well, first they light up all these dots on Popko's face, which are his zit cream. And then we see they light up the patch of makeup that Ramona is using to cover up her hickey. Oh, no. That was my concern, don't know. Kimmy. Oh, as no. As opposed to the scared, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Can I hear excited? Oh, no. Fantastic. Yeah. Can you find Fernando in the background here? <laughs> 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 but Kimmy gently rubs the makeup off. We we all noted how easily it comes off. Yeah, it was it was yeah. like that was a bad job, Stephanie. Yeah. And then I think I've already described a couple of moments as the best moment in the episode. But then it comes maybe my favorite line in the episode, which is Kimmy says like a hickey and Popco goes, who? Who gave you that? Who gave you a hickey, Ramona? I will go beat him up <laughs> as your boyfriend. Yeah. And and then he shoots himself in the chest with the laser tag gun just to get out of the awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> who who gave you the hickey? You did. Oh. <laughs> just shoots himself with his laser tag gun. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a nice well, life. I'm out. <laughs> Guess I gotta go. But Kimmy, yeah, the the man on the PA, Kimmy is upset that Ramona was hiding the hickey from her. 
And the man on the PA system says, come on, lady, it's just a hickey. I wish I had a hickey. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, PA man is lonely. The announcer dude is just down bad right now. Yep. But, like, but also from his tone of voice, like, announcer dude can get it. <laughs> from the tone of voice, another Yeah, he can, he can get it. I, I don't know how to respond to that. That's why I'm not saying anything. We don't know anything about announcer dude, but yeah. the Virgin J for the Virgin Popco versus the Chad announcer dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Virgin J Money versus the Chad Popco. <laughs> but Kimmy, Ramona's worst fear comes to life. We we didn't mention this in the first scene, but Ramona is afraid that if Kimmy finds out that she's growing up and getting hickeys and everything. She'll sing. She'll sing the puberty song. Um, what is it? Uh, I'd rather um, us not repeat it. Well, it's. Bodies I mean, changing. changing. Awkward. Awkward. Bird. Your parts but are rearranging. rearranging. Your armpits now have hair. hair. There we go. Musical oh, bits. I hate that. And, and then she, she adds the line later, but I she, forget what it is. She says she sings it. Kimmy sings it. Yeah. In front of everyone. Yep. It's bad. I, I hate it's it. Bad. I hate it so much. But it does happen, and there's no way to change that. And they move on. But they move on. I kind of just wanted to jump immediately to my other note, to my next note, which is they find Fernando under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's yeah. do it. They find Fernando under yeah, the bed. DJ, DJ and Tommy are looking in the attic. They find Fernando under the bed. Well, okay, no, I do, I do want to point out how they find him, which is... DJ and Tommy go up and they're like, we've looked everywhere else. You have to be in here. And Tommy like kicks a ball under the bed and the ball comes right back out. Yep. And then DJ pulls up the blanket or whatever. And Fernando's like, you found me. Now it's your turn to hide. <laughs> but Fernando then admits that this whimsical game is actually masking that he's very lonely. <laughs> he's been separated from his wife and his daughter, and his friends, by whom I assume he means the children. <laughs> <laughs> the other children. Uh, he hangs out exclusively yeah. with children. DJ, yeah. DJ sighs and tells him that he can come over whenever he wants, as long as it's between the hours of six to nine, which are when she's working. Maybe it's nine to six, sorry. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then he keeps trying to negotiate, like, I know things were rough the first month, but then you really grew to love me. And she's going, no, I just the amount of times people say to Fernando's face, we hate you. And he's just <laughs> like, yeah, but it's not like, really. What did this man do? Fernando didn't hashtag Fernando did nothing wrong. Fernando is nothing but a joy. Hashtag Fernando is innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he is guilty of cheating. In the first season. That's true. But he's overcome that. Yes. He's he was a serial himself. adulterer who overwent a redemption arc and is now working to better himself. Hashtag Fernando did some things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag second chances. Hashtag divorced dad energy. <laughs> but anyway, with this win under his belt, Fernando finally goes home. Yeah. Is that how it ends? Or is there one more scene? Well, yeah, there's Steph. Um, oh, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Kimmy comes home and is angry with Steph because Ramona told Stephanie and not her. 
And Stephanie says to her, apologizes, tells her that she thought Ramona should tell her and says, you know, just Ramona is growing up and she can't tell you everything and it's hard, but you got to deal with that. And Kimmy goes like, you're right. And that's kind of, that's, that's, that resolves. Yeah. Yep. And then she repeats pretty much the same conversation with Ramona. Yep. But she does this suggestive shoulder wiggle because she says, did you and Pop go? She wiggles her shoulders suggestively. And Ramona says, we just. Which is very creepy. And Ramona says, we just kissed. And Kimmy says, oh, no biggie. Actually, thank God. I was really hoping instead of like afterwards, like, so you and Pop go, you know, and then, and then Ramona's like, no, no, we just kiss. And then Kimmy just responds with that nerd. <laughs> yeah, you didn't play Parcheesi. My daughter couldn't boyfriend? even get to third base. <laughs> God, my, oh, God, my daughter hasn't gotten to third base yet. What a fucking nerd. Am I right? <laughs> And, and and then the episode ends. It just kind of peters out like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just kind of does. But as the episode ends, a new segment begins. Not a new segment, a fan favorite segment. Uh, it's Sad Boy of the Week. It's, it's Sad Boy of the Week time. Yay. 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 Who are our nominees? Um, I have I have one big nominee in mind. I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah. Fernando? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much an open and shut case. Probably. Yeah, it's pretty open and shut. I do have one nominee for, for shits and giggles. I mean, I think like Jay Money spending time with his bad friends is a little. I mean, I okay. I have a couple yeah. people who I think are worth at least maybe a nomination, yeah. but I don't mm-hmm. think they'd take it away from Fernando. Yeah. Thinking possibly yeah. Ramona. Possibly Ramona, yeah. And, oh, that's a good one. That's uh, a good one. Yeah. I'm just going to throw in Mankowski for his plight that will never, like the mighty Icarus, he flew too close to the Mankowski, sun. Mankowski, and can I have one more? Can I, can no, I, I no, wait, no, he's uh, the fuck, I, the dude who rolls the boulder up the hill. Sisyphus. <laughs> I forget his name. Sisyphus. Sisyphus, yes. Mankowski <laughs> is like Sisyphus. He rolls the boulder up the hill, but um, but he will never make it. <laughs> Imagine if you said, oh, who's the guy who rolls the boulder up the hill? And we were like, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like Michael Jordan. In the yes, it's exactly like Michael Jordan. I also, I also, I, I think, I think Bobby Popko, Robert Popko might be, uh, yeah. might be kind of sad yeah. this week. Do you want me to run through all of their cases, or are we pretty certain that it's going to be Fernando? I mean, I think it's worth at least going over the cases. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. Maybe it'll yeah. change our minds. Okay, I, I was just, you know, we have had our minds changed by your description know, based on time. Usually, and I don't, I don't mean to exert such influence, but usually I think when my descriptions are particularly convincing, it's because they're the person that I'm already leaning towards. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay, but let me, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. Do you want me? I'll start with Mankowski. Mankowski, from the moment we meet him, is super horny for DJ. His super horny. first line is man she's like a hot mom in a tuna commercial which is very weird and specific yeah i was gonna say it's oddly specific <laughs> what are you talking about that's a completely normal human thing to say yep <laughs> well, i guess i'm the weird one then. he spends more time fixating on his friend's mom um and mm-hmm. then 
the other wild curveball we are throwing about Mankowski that he can talk to dogs, but not cats. But not cats. And he actually owns cats and not dogs. So he lives a sad, terrifying existence. I do think there's one other thing like to that. mention yeah. is that in his friend group, he enthusiastically declares J money That's to be true. his leader as the smart That's one. Very sad that enthusiast he is yeah. enthusiastically less smart than J money. Yes. Yeah. He's reaching for a D minus with J money's help. All right. Yeah. There's uh Babo Papo. Babo Papo. <laughs> I wanted to say it in a new in a new way. There's Robert Popko. I love it. I love Baba Popo. <laughs> There's Baba Popo. Baba Popo. Um, <laughs> it's when my mouth just becomes mush. <laughs> who um, reveals his kink for beards? Kind of comes on to his girlfriend's mom. Uh, when he's playing laser tag, he unfortunately has his zit cream shown to everybody. Just outed. He has that stellar recovery of who? Who gave you this hickey, Ramona? Gosh, we should find this person. We're all trying to find the guy that did this. <laughs> um, and then he shoots himself to get out of an awkward conversation. It is quite a day for him. Yeah. It's quite a day. There's Ramona who realizes all too late that she's gotten a hickey from her weird boyfriend. Um, <laughs> she ties her hair up to cover it up in front of her mom, which miraculously works, though it immediately fails when Stephanie enters the room. Her clingy mom shows up to her laser tag date and ruins laser <laughs> tag, not just for her, but for everybody. Her mom sees her hickey and sings the puberty song in front of everyone. <laughs> and then presumably they go home like still angry at each other because then it's after that that they make up. Um, and she has to sit through her mom going, did you and Pop go, huh? <laughs> I'm just doing Tim Allen grunts. Also, she failed to get to third base like Kibby totally said. That's true. Yeah, and she's also a fucking nerd who can't get to third base. <laughs> and, and then finally, finally our good, our good, sweet, our good boy. sweet boy Fernando Fernando <laughs> is so crushed by moving to the <laughs> next that one house over that he shows up pretends that he <laughs> pretends that he's a new neighbor he forces himself in and is immediately kicked out then he pops up over the fence, reveals he has built a door through the fence, runs in, and spends the rest of his day hiding from DJ. <laughs> and he just runs around the house hiding from DJ gleefully like some kind of character out of a children's cartoon. And eventually he is found and kicked out Though he gets what he wants in that he's allowed to hang out in the house sometimes, but only in specific windows because DJ doesn't want to see him that much. <laughs> and then also DJ won't admit that she ever liked living with him ever. 
he eventually concedes to. But in the ninth month of our ten month cohabitation, you started warming up to me. Yes. Yeah. And then he has to go back to live with Jimmy Giblin. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think this case is pretty open and shut. I think yeah, we're, we're all voting it's Fernando. Fernando. Right? Fernando. Yeah, it's Fernando. Yeah, one hundred percent Fernando. So, oh, I don't know if Tyler updated the Sad Boy of the Week leaderboard while we were talking because he knew it was very obvious. But I'm pretty sure this puts Fernando in a three-way tie for second place on the Sad Boy leaderboard chart. Oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Steve and Stephanie. So congrats, Fernando. You're Damn. now tied for second. They still... Steph is still catching up. She's still Steph on the is board. in there. I feel like Steph place. had a very strong start, but yeah. has been falling apart recently, which I didn't even mean for that to be a pun. I didn't even mean for falling apart to be like that, but yeah. By the way, it's still anyone's game. Yes. First place That's has true. six. These three all have four wins. Yeah. So it's st- we still have a lot of show to get through. Yeah. I'm still rooting for the underdog, Macy Gray. <laughs> Macy Gray, she's going to come back. She would come back in the fifth season in the episodes we didn't see and just take it by storm. It's hilarious to me that Macy Gray is on our sad point of the week leaderboard. It's wonderful. Yes. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I think that's going to do it for another episode of the Fullest House podcast. Uh, if you if you enjoyed it, make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Uh, once again, I'm Derek. I'm Derek. And I'm Derek. And until next time, may your Derricks be Derek, and may your Derricks be Derek. I think Zach just had a stroke. Derek! Let's get him to the hospital.